right, guys, uh, let's get back into the podcast. So you pass through the gates of the portal, your ticket to a new world, and step into a coiled sea of stars. As you peer forward, you see a massive burning sun towards the center of the spiral. Its luminescence fills you with a sense of wholeness, perfection. It distracts you a moment longer, and you soon begin to drift towards it. Looking around to find your companions, you see familiar figures, beings made of light, being pulled, gravitating towards this sun. As you all progress past the smaller stars, they begin to flicker and expire. Like stars in an inky black sky, more and more lights begin to die. You take a look back to where you came, and you see a dim radiance. It explodes in a blue light, and then disappears into the darkness. As you get closer to this grand light, you see lurking above it a pale lit star, almost seemingly reflecting the sun like a small blue moon. A pull. An intense green tug of energy forces you forward. You begin plummeting towards that grand light. Your form abstracts and your essence becomes more defined. You're a bundle of memories, power transferred from one place to another. Unnatural and blasphemous, but that was what was risked for. You merge with that grand light Its warm golden hue grows fully green, and you are rushed towards a dwarf. All collide within him and then rush towards you. Shrieks of power whisk through the air as they find their hosts and join themselves again. And with an implosion of magical energy, the gold standards dissipate, the magic that binds you all now disappear, the divination seals shatter, metal recedes from your skin and becomes normal, and the tower fades away and the teardrop dims leaving you all standing in the middle of the shipyard of Vancor for Enterprises. The blue being stands there, staring blankly at you. It rolls its dice towards the ground, and nothing happens. It rolls them again, and nothing happens. Then with the wave of its hand, the ground begins to move. Intricate motions of its fingers trace cracks across the asphalt, forming interconnected circuits of magical energy and runes. A full magical circle. And then a portal opens, its edges glitchy and electrified. The smell of freshly baked bread fills the air. The blue being being breaks down as it passes through the portal, leaving you all there as it closes. Moments later, the sounds of flapping fill the air with a massive shadow appearing overhead. It gets smaller as it descends behind you, and then with a loud crash, you hear two doors burst open. So what I miss? Are we in the tower still? Or the shipyard? Like you are currently in the shipyard, um, just like on the ground, or the tower's yep. gone. Okay. Yep, the tower is gone. You are all in the shipyard, and uh, there are a couple of people around you. But Larry's bar is kind of just like standing there, and he's announced himself. But like uh, you see, Fixus Van Corfer is kind of just like passed out on the ground, uh, and you see Mitzi as well, also passed out on the ground. What about Blasto. Blasto is Blasto is no longer there, and you are unable to see Tomas Vert. He's currently not with you. So what do we? <coughs> oh God, my throat! Something's in my throat. Oh my God. Ah. Oh. oh geez. Are you uh? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I just I need a minute. It, do you have any boo boos? Cause I could uh, do what I can to like tend to your injury injuries and whatnot. I just feel like I've been like swallowing sandpaper for the past week. What now? Uh, why would you, uh, like eat sandpaper? That that does not make for good food. I could cook you good food. 
Uh, how long were we out for? Anyone? Uh, I have no idea. It, all I remember was like I I made like my little wish and then like I guess every everything went blank. Eh, and then like I guess here we are. Did did you say Mitzi was unconscious on the ground, Vin? Or... Uh, yes. Mitzi is currently unconscious on the ground. And the teardrop is on the ground somewhere, just discolored or whatever, right? Uh, it is currently dimly lit, but it is inside of Wilhelm's hand. I was having the weirdest fucking dream. It's like, you were there, and you were there, and you were all there. You were was, all fucking assholes. Was Larry there? I better have been there! Uh, no, I don't think he was. Yeah, yeah no, Larry was, uh, totally there, yeah. I remember getting a sunburn. I remember I killed a lot of people, that was... Wait, are we all just... Did that actually happen? I mean, I don't know. I just remember watching you all, like, a, a fart around. It was weird. Like, there were people who, like, like Ellie goes, you were not paladin. You were, like, asshole-wearing pelts who like to burn things. And what? And I was watching you all kind of fart around a big mountain. It was weird. How much farting did we do, and how long? Eh, it was a lot. From everyone? It's been a big mountain. Everyone farted. Why did my hands feel sore? Oh. Uh, this seems like a question only you could and should answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my. Mm. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna go and just punch it. Is there like a tree nearby? There's a wood uh, Is this <laughs> Minecraft now? <laughs> oh, what do you. What happened while I was. While I was gone, guys, what, what are you talking about? Why is your throat dry, and why is your hands dry? Well, uh, what happened, Larry, is uh, some dogs attacked us, uh, tried to turn us into metal, and then we fought this blue being, uh, and then Wilhelm made a wish. Don't leave out the conga line. We got on a long line. Oh, all right. And then, and then we got, uh, we got, we were doing this conga line when the villain showed up and he just blasted us. They called him Blasty. Did he, did he also say the village showed up? It takes a village. Villain. To, it takes, villain. Villain, not village. It takes a villain. But, uh, Larry, why are you back? I thought you were going away for like a few weeks. Oh, yeah. No, I just dumped off uh, Retzela up north somewhere, but uh, you know, dropped him out of there, and I, I figured I'd come back for the uh, for the uh, whole the whole shindig that you guys was going so, on. How long have you been gone for, Larry? Uh, <clears throat> like two, two maybe three days. Are these business days or like regular days? Well, it, well, it's Wednesday, so yeah, they're business days. Do you guys want to, like, come in for a drink or something? You all look pretty, uh, exhausted after your your conga line. I think we need to debrief what we all just witnessed. Agreed. I, I'd, I'd also go for a, a, a delightful brew. Well, I got some usuals whipped up for you guys, so, uh, come on in! We should probably take them with us. They'll go gestures to Mitzi and company. I remember Mitzi being a real, uh... An engineer... Oh, I was gonna say the asshole. Lover. 
She, she had an infatuation with cacti, though. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if infatuation is the right word. She was definitely aroused by them, it looked like. <laughs> right, I don't know just, if I let, want let, someone let, like that in my box. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. Well, we can't leave them here. I mean, we can. There's a whole... Uh, is the auction house with, like, the people still there? Yeah, aren't there a fuck ton of people just in the auction house still? Or, or well, hall, whatever it's There's called. the Garfieri's there. Yeah, there's a bunch of people inside of, like, that... I, yeah, let's call it the auction house for right now, but you guys are in the middle of the shipyard. If so you want, you can who, just... Everyone who got verped is back. Where's Oakley uh, Boomer? Oakley Boomer is currently not here. Oakley! Oakley! <clears throat> what about Aarakocra? I mean, what about Aarakocra? Dubilius Aarakocra? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we killed, uh, Oakley Boomer. You killed Oakley what? Boomer? What? We killed him in the tower. Are you... What the H? Are you a murderer? Oh, wait. We already know the answer to that one. <laughs> Listen, based on what I remember of the past few days, I don't think you get to talk. Yeah, didn't didn't you like feed the guy to another guy? What is happening? Not in, not in a like a weird gay way, but like actual like hey, here's like dude sausage. What? So you do remember it? What the h? Dude sausage? Yeah, it was weird. It was like like I, I did not have any dude sausage, Wilhelm. <laughs> do not worry about it. Yeah, you, you took man, killed man, cooked man meat, and then had other man eat cooked man meat. It was some weird candy bullshit. Wilhelm, <laughs> why Please, <laughs> just get on the road. I'm, I, I'm walking into the bar. I need a drink. So, Wilhelm, actually, uh, so, Brettweaver, about this man sausage, I, I, I'm, I, I like this idea. Uh, how did no, you do it's that? It's either... It's either dude sausage or man meat. You're mixing the two. I gotta steal it somehow. I mean, adapt it. What about boy brisket? Oh, I like that. Uh, that that's a that's illegal. <laughs> I mean, Not I, I like to assume that most forms of cannibalism are in fact illegal, but like, you fucking did it anyways. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Well, I fed it to the guy, yeah. I mean, it's it's okay, it's okay. Ellie goes, like, burned down a bar because there are a bunch of asshole paladins in it. So that was fun. I gotta say, it sounds like, and just this is just going off what apparently I did in that alternate realm. It sounds like we we're all much cooler. Yeah, I know, right? I felt like a badass. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if well, I'd use cooler. You did light fire, so yeah, not for you. Yeah, you all sound pretty, pretty cool. Yes. What, what about you, Ando? What did you do? What, what's, what's a cool thing you did? Apparently, I punched things. Wow, that is, that is weirdly specific. Thank you for your insightful and, uh, input. I reanimated somebody. Is he taking credit for this again? <laughs> no, that was, uh, I, I think that was more like a team effort where you, you all, like, Killed a drow, uh, scoops his brain out, and then put brain of like Anders' friend into drow body and like brought it back to life. Uh, Elegus because... is gonna like look around to see if Jackie Jan from other universe crossed over. Uh, you do not see any Jackie Jan from other universe in the in the vicinity. 
I look around for Jackie Jan and go, Oakley, Oakley, where are you? <laughs> you merit no response. Uh, if you'd like, actually, uh, roll a perception check. I got a 21. I will change his so he has the Alita battle angel eyes and scans the perimeter. <laughs> oh, no. So you scan the perimeter looking for any sort of sign of Oakley Boomer, and you can see, like, a, a, a little bit, like, south of you, there's, like, a puddle of just earwax on, on the ground, and they, other than that, there's nothing... Uh, denoting Oakley Boomer's presence in this immediate area. Alright, Elgos, Elgos is gonna get into the Yeah, let's now. get the... So are we just gonna let them sit there, or are we gonna take them into the auction house and then leave? I, I, I don't think it was an auction house. Uh, I mean, I'll do, uh, I'll do little, before, before I go to bar, I'll do a little, like, medical check to make sure that, that they are not at, at death's door. Uh, then do I want to just roll like medicine? Yeah, sure. Uh, how many checks? Just one? Like I'll, a, I'll one do blanket a one blanket check. check. They're All like right. close enough Unless together. Unless it's bad, then you can roll another. I rolled a 21. <laughs> Alright, so you do your medicine check. Uh, they're, they're both fine. They j they look to be stable, but just passed out. Alright, that did. They need to they need to le a little nap. Uh, while they take a little nap, uh, we can go ahead and have a bit of alcohol. I will put them in the recovery position. Larry, what are the usuals? Oh, we got tons of usuals. Uh, what, what, are, what are you in the, the, the particular mood for? Are you looking for a vegetarian option, or uh, are you looking for a non-vegetarian option? Give me the blue jewel. All right. It's vegetarian. Yes. It's like a... Not it, food. It, here you go. No, it's not. Uh, and he gives you a blue jewel. I'll have the jalapeno hoppers or whatever you called them. He didn't call uh, them that, and... <laughs> They were the holy pino poppers. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Eh, Larry, you know what the, you you know what kind of food I like. I also don't remember what you have for food, so like, eh, surprise me. In terms of alcoholic beverage, eh, ah, uh, you can eh, just get to be like whatever your best dark beer is. I think uh, Wilhelm wants some orc spice pancakes. Well, sounds like a good one to me. And you can sign Elagos up for a training I session with Retzola. Hurt you. We are all friends here. Let us not uh, resort to violence. I'll call him later. We'll book an appointment. Uh, so you see, Larry heads uh, behind the bar and begins to make you all uh, some usuals. Uh, so you get the holy pino poppers. You got a dark beer. Uh, that's for Wilhelm, and then someone wanted a blue jewel. That was that was uh, Ander, correct? Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. What does the blue jewel do again? I have to go back into my book. I think that was Save the Future. It is, but I have to see exactly what it was. If it was the near future or the immediate future. The, what, what? <laughs> it's not that different. <laughs> They're very different. All right. Just come up with something. Whatever all right, fine. All right, so yeah, that that's that's correct. So, Ander, you are served your blue jewel, uh, and you very likely you drink it, uh, and all you see is that later, while you are asleep inside of Larry's bar, uh, you throw up in your five-person bunk bed. Oh, oh boy! You are on the top bunk. 
What do you see, Something, Andy? something, trickle down <laughs> economics. Andy, uh, what do you see? I'm going to just say it. I need to take the bottom bunk later. <coughs> Don't we all have our own rooms? Wait, really? Is that self well, myself on the five-person bunk you, bed? Did you see anybody else on the five-person bunk, bunk bed? five-person bunk bed. Good question. <laughs> I don't remember. Sounds, sounds like someone needs another blue jewel. Alright. So, uh... We should probably stop beating around the bush and talk about the, uh... end of the world, so to speak. None of uh, us were really beating wait, around the bush. Is that still on? I, I guess... thought we left that behind us. Oh, I think you say there's a chance it'll come over here, too. Unless, uh... I remember that wrong. The weave was breaking down. Do we know why it was breaking down? Probably not. But... We should probably make sure that that's an isolated event. It's not happening here. I also just... We gotta make move this bar somewhere. I don't want to be in the fixes compound anymore. Okay! Uh... All right, I'll just uh, fly us around for a little bit. And he kind of just like goes over to the fireplace and you see he shouts up some uh, things that ignite us. And you feel the bar begin to move. Uh, so you're now floating through the air and Larry comes over to you guys and he says, So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have some stake in, um, you know, the world ending. So w what are you guys talking about? I didn't know steak was on your menu. Is it dude steak? It is. Well, it, it, it is delightful. Eh... Maybe. I mean, what seems to have happened uh, is when we were in, in fixes is whatever the fuck, yeah, we were getting absolutely throttled, and I ended up making a wish from the tower to, like, protect everyone. Now, I'm not exactly a, a smart little dwarf when it comes to, like, the ins and outs of magic, but apparently what happened was... My wish apparently, like made alternate world where like everyone had their cool lives and shit and I wasn't there and then somehow alternate cool lives translates to yeah you're not turning into metal I don't know also, I'm telling you what I observed Larry wasn't there too so maybe Larry was the reason our lives were so much better not you just food hmm, for thought that, that is in fact possible I have heard people say that their lives have gotten better after they cut me out but I thought you said I was there! I did not uh, say that. Elgos takes a drink of water, so he can't- he just, like, mumbles into his drink. Elgos did say his alternate life was kinda shit, so if you were there, that is a common denominator for just shit lives. You've got a good point. I burnt down a bar, it might have been Larry's bar! You're not allowed to burn yes, down sir. my bar, Elgos. <clears throat> Thank you. Puts away the tinderbox. All right. All right. Well, if if you guys are talking about the world ending, um, that's not good. Larry Larry doesn't like that. Uh, and if none of you are magical enough to understand what's going on, uh, maybe your gods might know a little bit more. I mean, I could roll an Arcana check. Yeah, that's a bold. That's first of all, that was condescending AF, Larry. My life, so? early, my life is about fifteen percent worse every time you speak. Uh, we're not magical enough for you now. 
About to get 50% worse if you keep running your mouth. So I'm assuming that uh, if the world is ending, that that big blue asshole that we were uh, we ran into with all the dice and shit is going to be at least partially responsible for it. I remember just before we all kind of came to, he was going into a portal. If we could figure out where he went, I think we got a chance at kind of, I guess, cutting him off? That's not a bad idea. Do you have any working theories about why this thing was rolling I, dice? I don't know, something stupid. I assume it. I assume it was so, a sort of metaphor for the uh, inherited lack of control and random shit that can happen in life. I don't know. Maybe he was being like, "No dice. You're not gonna beat me. No dice." But he did have dice. Perhaps we no dice. He is no dice. No dice. Someone please interject. <laughs> The odds are in our favor. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Alright. Do you even know? Wait. You guys are talking about a blue guy. What? What is a... Uh, who is... What was that thing doing to you guys? What, what was Making its whole... fuck up? What I did think? it even do well, to you? Uh, you remember those sigils that we always wore? Um, like, in your bar, we never took them off even when we slept. And uh, we had them since we left the... Uh, Plaza, you remember those, Larry? Oh yeah, the those gold standard. Those were apparently being controlled by this blue menace, um, a blue meanie of sorts, and they uh, it, they basically controlled our entire lives from prey giving it to us. So I, I is prey in on this, Larry? You know him, right? Uh, I don't think prey's in on that. And you see Larry kind of like take out like a gold standard. Like, from his, like, breast pocket. I'm gonna roll insight to see if Larry seems like he's trying to conceal anything. I would like anything. to roll Arcana on this, um... I would like I'm to investigate this, uh... Gold standard Damn to it. see if there's any residual blue man, blue man group? magic on it. Okay, uh, blue man group. The yeah. blue man group. I got a 14 on insight. Okay, I got so... Aul and Wilhelm are attempting to roll insight to see if Larry knows anything. Uh, and from what you understand, Larry doesn't know about prey attempting to control anybody's like fates using these things he just thought it was like a cute little like badge of honor uh and i, I rolled a 23 on my arcana okay uh so when you when you roll a 23 on your arcana uh you're like inspecting that little sigil magically and you can see that there is like a hue like a tinge of like blue magic hanging on to it uh but it's it, it's it's reminiscent of divination magic all right also before i I wasn't looking to see if there's blue magic on. I was seeing if it was like being controlled by blue man, not blue magic. The the pin? Yeah. Uh, the pin is not being controlled by a blue man. No, okay. it is being controlled by Larry yeah, currently, forget, who has it between uh, Just so fingers. it's on the record, I am going to take off both of my gold standards because I think I had two on me. Oh, they dis. We don't have them. They dissipated. They dissipated upon the Never mind. return of something to you. Um, so, Vin, what would I have to roll? I remember you saying, like, we smelled like fresh bread when the portal opened. Uh, what would I have to roll to see if there was anything else I could remember about what was on the other side? Bread boy! 
Uh, so are you gonna is out? Are you guys just like? <laughs> you you roll history with like quadruple right. advantage. I don't. I don't that. think I. I don't think I, I need to roll. Wanna... I think I'm just. Elgos is just gonna say. Uh, yeah. Larry, that simulation that Prey put us through, was that based on a real place? Uh. I mean, I guess it was sort of based on uh, Ruel. In like a very small standard, but not, not directly. Like there's no specific things. But what? Oh, why'd you just shout bread boy? What? Oh, did I did I shout bread boy? Well, I think it's you clear think what it we need to do weird. now. We find the bread boy. We find the blue man. Yes. Who? So, from what I remember, when Prey gave us that grand vision of creating Plaza. He was plucking people he knew from real life and recreating them. There was Roe. There was Gamia. There was that guy who wore a lot of leather. Who is Bread Boy? If it's his... That... Wait. His aunt was a baker. That means it's his cousin, Bread no, Boy. I'm sure Bread Boy was himself as a kid. Oh, I, I think you're like it, overanalyzing this to the nth degree. You think it's uh Oh jeez. You think bread boy is a dead bread end? Bread boy is pretty sketchy. More like a bread end, but yes. So I go to bread boy's office, and what do I find out? There is no bread boy. The boy does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we backtrack? Prey is not bread boy because he said he brought in his late aunt, a baker. And the bread boy said, me mom makes the best bread in town. So that would mean the bread boy is the son of the aunt. So <laughs> That we could to, not be Prey. So we need to find yeah, out it has to be his cousin. Uh, where Prey grew up. Like, what is his hometown? Bread boy could still be alive and well. Bread grandpa, Bread man right now. Oh, fuck. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be, like, the, the sole loser here, but, like... When you notice anything else about that portal... Alright, now I'll roll history, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now roll history with advantage. Since it happened, like, ten minutes ago. <laughs> That's a 14. Alright. So, you, you remember specifically the... I'm just gonna reread a portion of it. That, then with a wave of its hand, the ground begins to move. Intricate motions of its fingers trace cracks across the asphalt, forming interconnected circuits asphalt. of magical energy and runes. A magical circle. <laughs> and then a portal opens, its edges glitchy and electrified. The smell of freshly baked bread fills the air. And that is what you're able to remember. Was he going into the simulation? Anybody? No. I guess. I don't know why he would do that. Also well, don't... I mean, we got the gold standards from the simulation. I mean, yeah. I... That's where this whole thing's fucking started. I'm not going back in there. We're completely powerless. If Prey wants to fuck around, feed us man meat, we can't say no. I, I, I would rather not have his man meat. Can we please stop with the man meat? No. <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys wanted to, like... If you want, if you guys want to get in there, and like, not be force-fed man meat, 
Larry can get you in. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna need the guarantee, a guarantee on the man meat that, that we won't. First, we keep, we, we had no chance against this blue figure before. Is it really wise to rush after him without knowing anything about him? We would be completely helpless. Blue, blue boy could just. He could be the bread boy. We don't know. If he's the bread boy, we're completely <laughs> fucked. But also, I will point out that we no longer have the things that he used to control us. So, we have some advantage there. So, how do we prepare for to face something like this? Montage? A, a, a training montage, beseeching various deities for assistance. A... Montage, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> montage! I'm just writing on a whiteboard right now at montage, beseech gods for help, and then montage again. Slowly this is turning into like, like, a, like a Pepe Silva-esque board, where there's like at the corner there's just bread boy. Who is bread boy? No, no more Pepe Silvia reference okay. for the rest of the episode. Okay. Oh god. Alright, so if you guys want a montage, I'll let you make montage rolls. These aren't... It's Listen, I'm working with it. You're gonna roll a die 20 to see how well you can train yourself and study about the big bad. Does this mean Tyler has that you believe? Does this mean Tyler okay. has to make montage music now? For reference, shouldn't he doesn't have to. Uh, he he may, but he <laughs> is it just is it just a it's raw? It's gonna be a raw d20? d20. But what I'm going to ask you to do is before you roll it, you're gonna tell me if you're going to like plan or think about like the big bad and like what what, what you can do to stop him or like what like get more information. Or if you're going to like actually be physically training yourselves, so it's either a mental training or like a physical training. So it's up to you guys. Uh, Wool is going to spend half of it training martial arts with Retzela, uh, and then the other half he is going to learn the fine art of baking. I mean, Wilhelm could help you out with cooking. Um. Uh, can I do a half and half as well? Half and half, baby. <laughs> half, half training <laughs> with Retzel and half curriculum. baking. Sign up oh, no, I want, like, half for that magic. as well. Like, you do, you got the baking down, I'll oh, get right. the arcana out. Uh, how about, how about this? One half of mine and Coralie's is just us in, in the library. Okay. Yeah. And then the other half is me training with Retzel as well. <laughs> the other half, the other half of me is just uh, trying to reanimate things. The other or talking half to dying, half talking to people other, that have already the died. The other half of me sounds like Andrew from like the chest up is reading, and Andrew from like the ways below is just like kickboxing. Okay, uh, and then uh, Elagos. All right, Elagos is going do? to be uh, spend part of it training martial arts by himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ritzler can watch if he wants, but he can't say anything. I don't want distractions. Um, another part of it is going to be... <laughs> it's a wooden dummy in the shape of Retzela. <laughs> the next part of it is going to be uh, uh, training, because he knows uh, dispel. he's going to try to learn dispel magic, uh, 
with specific concentration on uh, what he thinks the type of divination magic the blue thing was using. Okay. And then the third part of it is going to be um, butchery. He's going to try to learn exa what exactly man meat is and if he can prepare it. <laughs> I Roll your d20s while Larry prepares to go pick up Red Celeste, my Sinoj. So do we roll it's one just, per half? You, you guys are just going to roll the d20 the and then I'm going to rule it on a flat basis. Well, shouldn't we roll a 20 to see how well That's Red Celeste trains us? Oh, no! Oh, no. A one, a two, a three, and a four. Let me roll mine and see what I get. An eleven. Give me a second. <laughs> I need to pro I need to process this. <laughs> we suck at montages, guys. Alright, yeah, so yeah, that's that's this gonna be no roll. So yeah, you guys can um you guys are gonna describe your montages, but first thing we're gonna do is the Retzela seems to be a very core part of the montage. Uh so he's gonna have to go pick him up. So over the course of three days I'd say that the brain squad, so anyone who was going to train something that wasn't with Retzela, so bread baking, uh, magic training, uh, is going to take place now. So I want you guys to try get try go ahead and do that. Uh, so we're going to start with both um, <clears throat> Ander, and then we're going to do Breath Reaver as well. Uh, and then... Okay, alright. Uh, hold up. You know. And Elagos, but Elagos, you're specifically learning how to do dispel magic. Uh, so all of you head into the library. Nobody else was doing anything, uh, like, magical, correct? Wilhelm and, uh, Owl were just gonna do... I mean, the magic of baking. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... The, the, the Everybody goes to the library! <laughs> and upon, upon going into the library, uh, all of you are able to get the requisite books. So... Uh, Aul and Wilhelm, you guys are able to find the magic of baking, uh, um, the magic of baking and where to find baked goods and how to create them. Uh, so... Where to find baked goods? Where to find baked goods in the wild. The, the, the cupcake that grows out of the ground. So, you guys are able to find that, uh, book and you're able to gain some intricate knowledge about bread making and the art of the bread boy. The art of the bread boy. I'm picturing like a Vitruvian man diagram. <laughs> <laughs> the, the art of the no, bread that's... boy. That that might not yeah, fly. That would not be okay. I don't know what Larry has in his library, but it's there's yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> so you. I was pictured the art of the bread boy would just be like his drawings, like the kind of like crayon drawings you'd pin on your fridge when you were five. Oh god. Alright, and then now, <laughs> you guys are able to procure that book and we'll give you more in-depth knowledge at a, a little bit later of a point. So, now, Elagos, you are specifically looking on how to cast Dispel Magic, correct? Yes, I'm specifically focusing on like the kind of divination magic I think the blue thing uses and how to counteract it. And because at the level we're going to be, I will learn to spell magic. That's how I decided to incorporate actual like magic. mechanics into okay. it. So you're able to get you're able to gleam from one of the books. It's like magic and uh, hold up. How to not. Mm, no, it's called C-I-G-A Magic the Ungathering. 
<laughs> uh, it's called yeah, it's called uh, Magic the Ungathering, and then there's a th th there's like a quote. It's just called Sigam, so C I G A M. Uh, so that that is the name of the book that you're able to procure, and it speaks upon the types of magic that exist. Literally, it speaks. Uh, yes, it, it talks. Hello. To you. Uh, you want to learn how to dispel? My name's Sega. I feel like we just hear this book speaking to Alec. Oh, would you fucking! <laughs> I just got that. What is it? <laughs> it's magic backwards. It's what backwards? <laughs> magic. Magic. Oh, I so it was like S E A G A M. I was not listening close. I see. Yeah, I had to. I had to just like write it out. I'm not gonna do it yeah. backwards in my head. So. You're able to learn from this talking book, Seagam, uh, and it and it imparts to you uh, dispel dispel magic as well as it gives you the ability to add um, counter spell to your list. We better get something good Is for making expensive? bread, Harris. <laughs> You're gonna. G <laughs> I know. With those rolls, no, well, yes, literally so rolls. That's what we're making. Those <laughs> God damn it! So you. You guys, the bitch uh, we're gonna be handling that in a second. The so then we're, we're gonna move over to Breath Weaver. So we're gonna move over he, to Breath. He rolled a nat one and got a, a fucking counter spell. I bet R two is So yes, you are able to uh, get some books. <laughs> I, I don't even know exactly what you are studying. Uh, uh, Breath Weaver and um, if you're talking to me and Morgan. Yes, I am talking uh, to you. So and basically, Andy. I'm trying to remember. At like as Arthos, I didn't understand what Karaba said, but I do remember now, and I have more knowledge of the arcane. And I was trying to like find books that uh, helped validate his theory, I guess, like picking up where Karaba left off with the understanding of the world, maybe what that uh, demon said a little bit, and finding books that can associate with that to see uh, how endangered this world is, like specifically the nature of the weave and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, that is better than what I was expecting. All right, damn. Uh, we had bread and we had that. So, And then what, what would you like to do as well, Ander? Are you on that exact same pursuit? Uh, I'm trying to see if uh, that. I'm trying to look for ways that I could possibly get rid of the magic that's surrounding the blue okay. figure. So you're kind of in the same way as, uh, as Elagos. So you're trying to learn... As Elagos, but I already know dis specifically dispel magic. So I'm why don't you to, look like, into like learning what magic way. the blue man's using? So like he was controlling people, stuff like that. If you learn how he does it, Ooh. it would make it easier to stop it. Yeah, that that's probably what I'd look into also. <laughs> and okay. it gets that from a so self help we'll... book that says that out loud to him. <laughs> yes, that's my <laughs> <like> this idea. <laughs> His name is Healthy. <laughs> so. You, Breath Weaver, while you are... So I'll go over this one by one now, because I just want to understand what everybody was doing uh, before we got to that. So, Breath Weaver, what you're able to understand is you were talking... You, you were remembering from your uh, alternate reality self, Arthos, uh, that the weave is breaking down and that certain parts of different worlds are no longer existing, uh, and they're, they're going away. Uh, and they don't. They they're no, they're no longer there. And what you're trying to understand is why would that be the case? What what would cause 
that instability. And through your research and taking a look through the books that you see there, uh, you're able to understand a little bit more about the weave when you find a book that's just called Weave, Weave, Weave. Uh, and it explains to you the different types of magic that exists inside of this realm. And it answers the question or proses the question that is magic infinite? Uh, and the answer that the author concludes uh, in that book is that it is not infinite as there are different caps on spells such as level and that you cannot exceed a certain amount of that. And such epic magics uh, such as the infamous wish spell uh, no longer exists or cannot exist in the current structure so that magic is not infinite it is a finite resource uh, so you believe that since magic being a finite resource it's possible that that magic can run out and then lead to a breakdown as you know that magic and the weave are interconnected heavily uh, that is what you're able to glean now as to how as to how that I'll, I'll provide you some information about it so as to how that uh will correlate to what you need to know is maybe a little bit different but what you the question it leaves you with is well then how has or how have dimensions existed with that limit with that hard set limit so that's what's being left to you that open-ended question and then for you ander uh after learning from the self-help book that you want to know exactly how uh, this divination magic is being cast is that you're able to find a book that details actually the um, the Silver Blaze uh, a group that you know from Fixus Van Corfer's Enterprises he had a museum upon the lore and the items that the Silver Blaze had acquired they were a very strong following of Mistra uh, and what the Silver Blaze attempted to do or usually attempted to do was to control fate and control magic in order to keep them in uh keep them in balance so that reality would last it was a superstition of theirs that the world would eventually end uh and they tried to keep magic in some sort of constraint in order to in order to keep the status quo around for as long as they possibly could as they were followers of mistra uh when you have gotten this information you realize that they did so by using divination techniques that sometimes altered the course of reality so it changed the outcomes of certain things if a mage was meant to be casting a, an incredible spell one day then the next day he may not have decided to do such a thing and that was the nature of their divination magic while it is a very powerful magic it does not stress the weave as much uh, and that is what you've learned and gleamed from this book now, on to the art of bread making. So, as you get the, the book that details baking, Larry has offered you his kitchen uh, so that you may uh, make food there. Uh, after testing out a couple of recipes for bread making, uh, you're able to successfully uh, craft some artisan rolls. Like, you, you can make a... You can make a pretty good loaf now like you're you're, you're working on baguette uh but then you realize that while you're cooking from the book that there seems to be a magical element to baking itself and that like had been explained to ander in a book that he had read earlier uh in the in, in ruel that baking is sort of like casting a magical spell there's a series of steps actions that you need to take and then there's the end result 
Uh, and that is about as much as you can glean from that. Uh, you are now very well trained uh, in baking and baking goods and baking accessories. Uh, and at the end of the book, which you are able to complete uh, quite easily, you have gotten a honorary title of bread maker and subsequently bread boy. I mean, Vin, here's the thing. Wilhelm already has proficiency with cook utensils, yeah. so I kind of assumed that he already knew how to This is not just like, learning 101. This shit. is advanced shit. This is high level. What what you've yeah. learned so far is you've got to do the cooking by the book. You know, you can't be lazy. I throw out this I was piece waiting of for shit someone to book, and I go back into the library, <laughs> and I take out a Warlord Bradley <laughs> novel. On bread baking? What? Warlord oh. Bradley. Oh, it was Warlord Brentley spinoff. Warlord Bradley. And I said, Wilhelm, enough of this 101 stuff. You know your way around the kitchen. We gotta, we gotta step it up. That, that is correct. This, did you see a single recipe in that last book that required vinegar? Sadly, no, I did yeah. not. Yeah, I was a. Uh, Rather sad, sad at the uh, lack of being able to integrate the most delightful nectar in any kitchen into this sort look, of a. Literally, big look foods. at page three, recipe number three: vinegar rolls. Oh, what? All right. Right. I didn't so see as this. all right, this guys, I see how it is. So as you guys begin to read through this book, you actually are able to find the With fifth chapter which details the counter spell no, no it's not it's like a how to ritualize it's like a fucking book you cipher you are able to, it's a it's a book cipher you're able to decode a certain chapter of the warlord bradley novel uh, and you're able to see that there is a skill that is being taught in this book called bread forging uh, and Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> no, no. And and the act of bread forging is the act of creating baked goods to fight for you. Uh, either by nature of sword, shield, it's or just like trumpet. It's spirit guardians, uh, but with bread. It's, it's, yes. Well, now you have, have bread guardians. guardians. <laughs> I throw out that piece of shit book and go no, back. No, <laughs> not again. <laughs> <laughs> the bread forgery. All right. Yeah. What do you want? I take, <laughs> I take the third book. Uh, it's just check. titled the third book. The third book. <laughs> and it's full of advanced magic spells unrelated to baking. <laughs> oh, my God. So you take this third and final book, <laughs> which actually has relevant information to you. It is called the third book. And what it is, oh my God. it is a detail. It has the spell raise bread. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Turn bun bread. Turn on bread. <laughs> Turn on bread. <laughs> you're, you're able to find the specific... You're able to see that this book has a lot to do with the magic Scone skin. behind bread making. What? what? Scone skin. <laughs> I no, I don't do no, you oh don't get scone skin. That's not a fucking. It, I will. Bread. I will prepare like a list for you later. Bread-related spells you can use. You guys are absolutely tearing through these books. Uh, yeah, we destroyed you're like able eighteen to... of Larry's books. Just keep throwing them out of the moving bar. Like this one's awful. <laughs> Shit. They're all terrible. <laughs> 
and you're gaining advanced knowledge of bread until you get to the binding of bread. And and that denotes binding the creation of bread. of bread and its alchemical counterparts and exactly what comprises bread. And you gain proficiency with reading and understanding magical circles through the bread compositions there. You are now bread foragers. All right. Uh, while that is happening, um, I, I, Breathweaver is gonna move on to, uh, look at the history of the world and see if there's anything that might <laughs> have, uh, led, like, uh, any hints in history of potentially, uh, weave unstabilizing, but resolving itself. Like, if there's any... You find Breath notes River. in the margins yes. that describe how to cast scone skin. Breathweaver has three days, and he's spending <laughs> half of his time reading. What should I do? Oh, just the entire history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just read I'm everything. I'm a fast reader. Okay, you're fair. That's fair. Breathweaver no, Breath 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 goes onto a no, computer it's... and just looks up a Bill Wirtz video. <laughs> yeah, he goes to that <laughs> self-help book Andrew has. He's like, any books on the history of the weave? <laughs> Please. Uh... You... <laughs> Like, I'm thinking, like, big, like, books that, like, of history events that would warrant a book by themselves that might have more hidden behind them than one might so, think. Yes. Like, a, oh, a you want, like, a Weave, like, a Weave Lord Brentley, Brentley novel. A Weave Lord Brentley novel. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, there is not a third brother named Weave Lord Brentley. Brentley finds a book called it's... History of the Weave, and it's just about knitting. <laughs> <laughs> I will know how to make us some sweaters. Actually, I could use some light armor. Bre Breathweaver has now earned the the entire history of the world. And now is going <laughs> into weaving. The interesting already, topics of the well, weave and is I, now I know, actually like, weaving. Breathweaver knows a little bit of the history of the world because he's looked up drag, like he's tried to find history about dragons, and so he has some historical knowledge already. And I guess going off of that, he and in the year negative a billion, Roel might not have been here. In the year negative one thousand, it was here. Coily, now it could be an interesting thing, or you can just go what you said. But if you look up like the history of the weave in terms of how dragons have interacted with it, mm. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna do well, that. Uh, get this okay. serious answer out of here. Roll history. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't make anyone else roll because there's no requisite bread roll. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! Stop! For whom the bread rolls. Oh god, Roland. I got a 18. Okay. So, you you look up specifically about dragons and the weave and their interaction with the weave. So, <clears throat> I have to I have to breadball here for a second. I don't know what that means. Wait a second. It's like spitballing but different. Um, you mean you just take a like a piece of bread and roll it up into a ball? Yes. Weave me alone. A history of dragons interacting with the weave. <laughs> alone? Why is it alone? Weave me alone. A weave me dragons. alone. <laughs> so, weave me a scone. That's another alone. baking book. All right. So you find <laughs> Will, the what's book. this? Notices your weave. <laughs> weave. <laughs> weave oh. me alone. <laughs> A History of Dragons Interacting with Weave the Weave is the book that you are able to find, <laughs> Breath Weaver. And it's like a children's book. 
It's a pop-up book. This dragon go roar, and he breathes fire. <laughs> your, your information about this is the following. The, a main, usually, the, we, the weave is maintained and monitored by the goddess Mistra, the goddess of the weave. As you know, historically, Helm has struck down Mistra and that the weave was sent into disarray. Now, what you glean from this is the some of the first magic casters, which were dragons, granted powers through the weave by Mistra, felt responsible and attempted to stabilize the weave. And then, after reading further on this, you realize that they eventually turned over the maintenance of the weave to a third party. A more autonomous system. Now, you, it, you, you see reference to something that is known as the device that was crafted by none other than Big Hef. Oh, I thought you were going to say none other than Prey. None other than Bread Boy. <laughs> no <laughs> dice! No. <laughs> no dice! <laughs> that is what you're able to glean from the book, Weave Me Alone, the history of dragons interacting with weave. I hate the, the woan. The <laughs> session Leave is me alone. Alright, so... After three days of studying, you guys are finally north enough to pick up Retzla, and you're able to, Larry is able to locate him uh, inside of the woods. And What's he doing in the woods? He really likes those yeah. netherwoods. He's training. <laughs> he really likes the netherwoods. We picked him up from the netherwoods, too. Yeah, he really First does time. like the netherwoods. Uh, so, <clears throat> as soon as he gets picked up again... You see, Retzla enters into the bar. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm doing Retzla. very well, thank you. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing fantastic, just as always. Ah, I see Elagos is here. My, my good, good friend. How are you? <laughs> He's not here for you. Me and Aula. That sound... I, your wording this last week... <laughs> has made me so uncomfortable. Hey, wait a second. Are you holding Weave Me Alone? Yeah. That's a great book. So, Elagos has used his baking learning to make a bread version of Retzela called Pretzela, which he's now going to chop into pizzas. <laughs> Did, I heard into pizzas. I don't know what he meant, but it, it, pizzas and pizzas both work. Pizzas. Yeah. I said pieces. I have coated my blade with sauce pieces. and cheese. <laughs> oh, well, I'm honored that you decided to bake me into bread form. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very nice thing to do. You made a food based off of red. I've been immortalized this, this in bread. This might be his apology for not training you with you earlier. <laughs> Speaking... Oh, it's okay, Elagos. Anytime. Well, anytime for him to not train with you, that doesn't make much sense. But either way, speaking of training, a few of us were hoping to, uh... get a little, uh... hit the sack, if you know what I mean. Hit that punching bag. 
Oh, so you wish to have some training from Retzler Smysenoj, eh? Yeah. See what you got. I, I have a general understanding, but I need to to hone up. I almost said tone up a bit. <laughs> alright, alright. So, let's head down into the training room. And you see Retzilla kind of walks over to behind Larry's bar and looks at the trap door uh, and opens it and then hops down. You don't want to try any of the pizza first, Retzilla? You see, Retzilla's head pops out of the... Uh, out of the, out of the trapdoor. Oh yes, of course. How could I not eat an immortalized piece of myself baked by my good friend Elegos? It was a, it was a trick question. He just put the sauce on. He's putting cheese on it right now. It's not done. Get in there. Uh, all right, all right. So, Retzlis nice and Edge heads into the, uh, heads into the training room in the basement, which none of you have gone to. I thought we did at one point. Nope, you went into the secret oh. training room. Not the regular training room. Ironic. So, down here, uh, <laughs> and, and the only people that have followed are going to be Breath Weaver and Awul, correct? Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Wilhelm will partake in the training. Sure. I think I can probably practice a couple spells. Elgos is going to be in the corner feeding up a giant bread golem. <laughs> Alright, so you bring down your bread golem. Uh, so as you get down into the... Um, I have to get my notes from that original session with Retzela. Uh, so... I, I... Oh, it's okay. Yeah, so so you head down into the... Um, into the into the training dungeon. And Retzela is standing there. Now... Across this dungeon, all of the walls are lined with mirrors. Uh, the floor is padded. Uh, there are a couple of training dummies that line the walls that can be moved. Uh, and there is also some equipment that is lining on the walls. And you see Retzla is standing there. And just to describe Retzla again, he wears a golden armor. Uh, he has a red, uh, almost scarf-looking scarf around his neck. You're not entirely sure what it is. Uh, and you see that he has a great axe across his back, a hand axe at his hip, uh, and he also has a net uh, hanging off of his belt. Uh, he looks very, like, Spartan-esque, like, very, like, very, like, lightweight, uh, and... I'm sorry? It, it turns out that uh, Retzela's red scarf is actually just his really long tongue wrapped around his neck... A la Greninja. <laughs> uh, so, you roll roll investigation. I don't know if I want to. What if I don't want to yeah. investigate that? I'll do it. I got a 17. I touched the scarf. Okay. So, you touch the scarf and you see it's kind of, it's kind of fleshy. Uh, the scarf, it's not that. Uh, so you see that, uh... It's worse. It's not that. It's not. It's not. It's not his tongue. Yes, that what? is correct. So you see, as you touch those the the scarf, the no, it's not man meat. All right. So you see that they begin to move, kind of like his arms, and he's like, "I see you've uh, taken a look at my grappling appendages." Is this man meat? And. <laughs> It's like man meat, but different. 
I am a, as some people may describe, a simic hybrid. I'm a mix between something and a Man human. Man and meat. Man and meat, <laughs> brought together in one quite possibly disgusting package, but I digress. So, what do you want to know about fighting? What is it that is burning inside of you? Because I see that you are a rogue, and you are a sorcerer. Actually, if you double-check my character sheet, I'm more focused on Monk at this point. Who just got up and left? I heard that. <laughs> that was Elagos. <laughs> Elagos is like, I'm done here. Walked back up with his friend Golem to go to the secret dojo. I don't know. I don't know what, what, but but I picture I will pulling out a little like when he's referring to his character sheet, character sheet, character sheet. He just pulls out a napkin that says like I am a um I, I am, am a monk. A <laughs> Rogue is crossed out and monk right. is spelled with a U. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I also and uh, I I have some fighting experience, but I just need to hone it again. You know, like I'm not exactly the most in shape. Uh, for a fighter. Your body type is frankly pudgy. Rotund. That's not what I meant. Fuck you. I was gonna... Yeah, and I would probably say like one of the smallest slices of pizza for lady. Yeah, probably. But I need to go on a diet. <laughs> okay. So, well then the first thing I'm gonna do is you're going to run laps around this room. God damn it, Breathweaver! Not okay. you! Not you. You're, you're not as you're not as fat. And get going. That's yeah, a little harsh. Chunky. Chufty maybe, but either way, it, it sounds it sounds better now. Now you. Also, villain men. I think everyone came down here. Is everybody down here? My God, it's hard so to see. So the thing about Awul is he's a he's a changeling, so he's both like fit and not fit at the same time. He's shredding his fat. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. All right, so <laughs> as you get the Schrodinger's fat, so I assume it's just Elagos, Wilhelm, and Anders sitting in the back, like eating bread, uh, while you two well, are attempting Elagos to train. is like Elagos is doing his own training with uh, Pretzela. All right, so you you've animated the Pretzel Golem. No. That would take way too much effort. I'm just chopping it. Oh, okay. Jeez. Wait. Hold on. I might be able to animate the thing. Oh, no. Turn on bread. <laughs> All right, so oh. as as that is... And what's Wilhelm doing? Wilhelm, I don't know. He's probably eating it. What are you doing, Questioning his life choices. <laughs> he's not eating... Wilhelm's not eating the fucking bread golem. I will. Here's the. I I thought that Wilhelm would be training with like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I that, that's that's yeah. what was gonna yeah, you be can happening. Do that too. So now you you come yeah. over and he's like, all right, you start running laps too. <laughs> no. No, you 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 you're fine. You you have a build of someone who is a fighter. The only reason why I'm having him run laps is because he doesn't. I didn't say you could stop. So then. So then, what do you need me to do? Well, I guess. I want to really understand what you got going on here. You're you're a cleric, right? But I also, you seem smarter than the average cleric. I mean, I guess that. I what? No. I'm a, a, a what? <laughs> you are giving me far too much credit. 
You seem smarter than the average cleric. Meanwhile, eb beb what? <laughs> All right. So, what I'm going to teach you is the following. You you have you seem to have a very good base of understanding of how to how to fight someone or something, but it always comes down to how you move inside of combat and how you add that little bit of flair that makes you different from all the other fighters. So if you, right there, Aul, if you were gonna attack what? me right now, what would you do? How would you, how would you attack me? What, what would be the best way to do it? By not telling the enemy your plan. Keep running. What pace is that, Breathweaver? Is that on a 12-minute mile you're going at? It's 13-minute by my count. Maybe. Uh, I'm, it's 10. I'm you going sound 10. winded. I'm just, I'm just... Might have to start calling you out of Breathweaver. Alright. <laughs> I'm so used to breathing fire that I forgot how to breathe oxygen properly. As I'm talking to Breathweaver shooting the shit, I instantly, like, uh, go to sweep Retzler's legs. I was like, talking with Breathweaver. Weaver was a distraction. I wouldn't do that for fun. <laughs> okay, so you go to sweep his legs. Roll me, roll me a sweep to leg check. Uh, I think that would be either dexter, like a raw dexterity check. I feel like if I'm trying to do it, okay, wait. I was about to say it would be sleight of hand, but I'm like sweeping with my legs. Probably sleight of feet. It'd be sleight of foot. But I am kind of trying to get him almost like misdirection a little bit. So would it just be? Would it be sleight of hand? Give it a roll. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let. I'll let you get sleight right. of hand. Fourteen. Ooh, I got a two plus twelve. Fourteen. All right. So he's gonna roll. He's gonna roll a um a roll to avoid that. Uh, and he rolled a seventeen. So as you attempt to sweep his legs, you see Retzilla kind of just like jump ropes almost with like his uh with his simic hybrid, uh, man meets. Uh, and he says that was a pretty good move. Now, I like the misdirection that you've got there, but the most important thing about misdirection is going for something that I'm not going to anticipate. Why would you ever talk to Breathweaver? He's not even... Well, he's still running. It's kind of... <laughs> you can see it coming a mile away. What, my Well, running? you're not close to a mile yet. If he's a mile away, it would take maybe 30 <laughs> minutes for him to get to us. <laughs> so what I want you to do is, you have obvious options here. You're working with what? You're working with two limbs, the four limbs, really. You're gonna want to distract someone and make like a more of a fake. You went for a good move there. You tried to orally distract me, and you tried to get me. In a, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that wording. You got me in a. You got me in some kind of ways, but you didn't. Your attack wasn't stealthy at all. You went for a. It's a typical sweep the leg. Now, if you were going to go for something crazy, I mean, I, I've got a little bit more, I don't know, limbs than you do. You do something like this, and you see Retzla kind of just, like, like jumps up and attempts to, uh, attempts to, like, kick you. Like, like with a two, like a two-foot, uh, like, press with his feet. It's kind of, like, weird, like, how he's being able to maintain that he's got some core strength. And then... While he's attempting to do that, he also just, like, takes a net off of his back and throws it on top of you. Alright, and he's gonna attempt to do that, so you can roll your, uh, you can roll... Tell me what he gets okay. first. Okay, uh, he has received a... Let me get the net. He rolled a 17. Alright, so I do a dex save? Uh, yes. 24. 24. 
and then you're able to you're able to get out of the way of the net. So he's he's like, oh, that's pretty good. So you've got that advanced dodging down. Now let's work you're, more on the well. Friendly advice, Retzelo. You were watching breath. We were run the entire time. Stay focused on your target. All right, fine. So you guys get to start into a little bit of a, a of like a spar, uh, and then Wilhelm is still waiting his turn. Uh, but you guys trade some blows back and forth. You're able to get down better, dodging better moves. You're starting to do some fancier footwork and feet work, and really throw him off. And you you feel like you've gained a little bit more style points uh, from. From battling Plus with Plus two dexterity. Now get out of here. Well, if it comes with your level up, then it's fine. But uh, then for you, uh, Wilhelm, he's going to attempt to spar with you as well. Uh, and he's going to try and teach you the exact same techniques. And he's really going to show you like how, how flavoring your attack is really going to make it better. Like with the net and like the uh shade not bro. like that like like flavoring the attack with the with, with like the net or doing something unexpected like i don't think during his entire spar retzla has thrown a straightforward punch at you there's always been something like he does like a right hook he stops left hook like there's there's a lot of action going on and the way that you're used to thinking like as a dwarf is very straightforward it's just boom hit the attack done and it's like step in step out and you're learning more about like the the strategy that you need to fight at a level with someone who's been brawling for a long time. So all Retzla has to offer is, hey, look over there, and then punch. Not necessarily. He has... There's a lot... Does Elega... No, Elega says that in character. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Well, well, if you're so good, Elegos, why don't you come teach me? Something. Probably. Because I don't want to, and I don't have to. Now excuse me, I'm busy training. Alright, fine. He then says, hey, look over there to the break <laughs> Yeah, wait, when, when Elegos is distracting Retzela Harris, you should just, like, hit him with your hammer or something. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> while, while, while he's distracted, I'll give him a nice conk to the knee. Because knee injuries are serious. Bro, are you trying to kneecap the head of the knee? I never said it would be a hard conk. Right. It was just a conk. I used to be a I used to be a trainer until I took a comp to the knee. To clarify, I'm I'm like kind of like tapping Just him with it. my hammer to his knee. It's still a hammer. I know. <laughs> Does he get advantage since Retzla's unironically distracted no. by Elegos shit talking? Not right now. <laughs> Just roll. I tried my best. Twenty four. Holy shit! All right, yeah. So. You're, you're able to successfully oh. conk him in the knee, and you see Retzel just like, Ow! Wait, can I flavor it? Shit. I have an idea. Can I flavor this? I have an idea. So Retzel is distracted talking to Elegos, and like I'm standing to his left. Wilhelm hits Retzel in the knee with his hammer, and kind of like that reflex test, Retzel's knee shoots forward <laughs> and just kicks out wall right in the chin. <laughs> Alright, and then he just he's like, and that, and then he turns like to you, Philip, uh, and he goes like, and that's the counterattack. <laughs> it's like, with Owl on the ground. It's like <laughs> hammer and shambles. Okay. So you guys get your training. So after some training with Retzla, after some reading up, uh, you guys are gonna go rest up, uh, and you're going to go to bed. Um, there is the option for the five-person bunk bed. Larry has left it out for you. 
and if you'd like... Well, we know at least one person is on it. One second here. So at this point, you guys are going to be fully going through your level ups. Uh, somehow, someway, specifically for Wilhelm, after being beaten up and doing a lot of bredomancy, he, he, he gets like some sort of awakening inside of him that just makes him a lot smarter uh, for some reason. <laughs> So as you guys are going through your level ups uh, while while you're while you're resting, uh, some odd things do happen while you're sleeping, uh, while you're resting. You you aren't privy to this, but as you're as you're as you're lying there, you can feel that power that had entered you three days ago uh, start to <laughs> start to resonate and. It is able to bring forth certain effects. And for each of you, that is something different. For Wilhelm, you seem to be getting a lot wiser, a lot smarter uh, while you sleep. As if the information that you've taken in from both Retzela and from both the, the bredomancy and bread foraging that you've learned, it seems to just be expanding your intellect. And you feel like a tinge on your brain as that happens. Uh, as you're sleeping, uh, Breathweaver, you, you sort of feel that your running and watching of sparring is kind of reminding you of the way that you used to swing a sword. And while you're sleeping, the power within you manifests a sword of wounding that Arthos once had. Um, as you're sleeping, Owl, uh, you're remembering and you're going through all of the things that you've done and you're getting a lot stronger and you're getting a lot smarter, but something, something like comes with you to, to, to level out that smarts, to really bring something back home to the evil part of you that existed in the wish that Wilhelm had made and a, a staff of a python appears upon you as well. Um... Elagos, as you're sleeping, you're still nibbling a little bit on Pretzela, uh, and you... Well... <laughs> no, I don't eat shit in Too bed. Late. That's gross. It's Too late. Out. Vin said it. You do it now. You're like Chrissy Teigen with <laughs> and her And a, a small we'll hand mirror appears in your head, <laughs> Elagos. Oh. And then, Ander, as you... As you pass out you are hugging a bottle of convincing gin. You all wake up and you are all able to retrieve these items that you remember uh, from your time inside of the, the wish that Wilhelm has made. Uh, so as you guys have gone to sleep, you kind of all appear as almost as if you're in the same dream. Uh, you're able to see each other. Uh, you're able to see Aul. You're able to see not Retzela, Elagos, you're able to see uh, Wilhelm, Ander, Breathweaver. So everyone is there. Uh, and while you're all standing in this unassuming place, this pitch black darkness that seems to be a sort of shared consciousness, uh, you see that your gods appear before you. Uh, there's Big Hef, there's Agma, made of books, uh, there is Helm, uh, the being of light and uh, energy, the paladin god. Uh, there is a great darkness that represents the god mask, and then there is a god there, uh, Bahamut, uh, that is a dragon god. 
and they all appear before you. And the first one to speak and to all of you now is going to be Big Hef. And he says, hey, my little Ember, how you doing, Wilhelm? Eh, I'm good, eh. Well, okay, so then question. When we had, like, talk with, okay. So, seeing as how when Wilhelm was asleep, was basically his brain got bigger. Um, would that have happened before he talked to Big Hef or after? Uh, this happens all before Big Hef. Hey, so, eh, Big Hef, eh. You ever go to sleep and feel like your brain just got like three times bigger, and you don't know why? Uh, I can't say that I have, little Emba. I can't say that I have. Why? You getting? You got? You got a big brain now? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what the hell happened. Eh, like I was sleeping. I, I I had a little dream of like, I guess blue dragon, and then I felt my like I have a bit of a headache because like my brain just got I just gotten bigger. Also, I have a weird compulsion to make, like, mechanical doodads and crap. Well, well, we're actually here to explain some of that to you guys. Oh, uh, and, and you see Big Hef uh, kind of just, like, uh, turns over to Agma, almost as if to, uh, uh, almost as if to usher that they're going to be speaking next. And Agma speaks to you now uh, and says, So, um, Chosen... You currently are enigmas. You are anomalies in this world. Congratulations. Uh, or not. What seems to have happened uh, after I've spoken with Hephaestus... Speaking? You're the god of knowledge and you said speaking. Well, I guess then I'll have to re research. Like, uh, like master, like pupil. Hmm? <laughs> well, I'm afraid I don't need any books. Um, but to continue, none of you are exactly the same as when Wilhelm has made his wish. Uh, while poorly worded, uh, it seems to have <clears throat> conjoined your selves with memories and power from an alternate reality and that is the source of likely your headaches and those items which lie before you uh, on your beds now and it also is the source of the memories which you collectively have but that is not the entirety of the reason as to why we have uh, brought you here today. Uh, and that has to do with something that happened to Big Hef, or Hephaestus. I know that you like that nickname for him. Uh, a while ago. See, and Breathweaver, as you, you know from reading uh, the history of the worlds and the weave, that magics were turned over to Big Hef uh, a while ago for automation and maintenance in the absence of Mistra once Helm had destroyed her. The reason for this is as follows. When a certain level of magic has been reached or used up, Mistra resigns herself to be destroyed. This preserves the weave for an extended period of time. 
longer than it should be around, as when someone such a god is maintaining that weave, it uses more power. So, after that had been removed from the equation and Mistra had given herself up, uh, that maintenance went over to the device created by a big half. Now, after you made your wish, Wilhelm, the device that we use to power that magic seems to have gone awry. And that is not entirely due to your wish. It seems as if other crystals from the towers that exist within inside of Tofek have been removed. And without their power, these broken fragments of Mistra, uh, I'm sorry to say that it's very likely that this world will no longer last uh, much like the one before it had. So, I will pass this back over to Big Hef, and he begins to walk forward again. So we've got a, a, a quest for you. We would like you to get back the gemstones that have been taken. And we need your help. Why do you need our help? You're gods. Also, why only two of you talking? Well, yeah, yeah uh, Helm, my guide, as apparently the person who contributed to the current state of things, what do you have to say about this? I watch, <laughs> and I am aware of what goes on. And I entrust this quest in solidarity with my fellow gods to you. Well, while my part was a major piece of what has currently transpired, we have run into some complications. Elagos, permission to ask your god a slightly aggressive question? Granted. If you watch, how did these crystals get snatched from the towers without you noticing? Well... He, he might have blinked, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't notice that they were gone after blinking. I was picturing that Jordan Peele gif where he's profusely sweating. <laughs> so, but he's like a suit of armor, so it's just leaking out of all the holes. So, to answer your question, while the wish that Wilhelm had made had transpired, that is when these gemstones had been removed. But didn't we see a gemstone in Ruel get snatched from us? Wasn't one already removed? No, not at that point. That gem had not been removed. When we speak of removal, we mean from this plane. Oh. This, this gem was taken, and that is fair play. Any who take the gem are able to possess it. Wasn't the gem that Wilhelm destroyed... Wouldn't that have been the trigger then? Not him making the wish? Because it was in the ethereal plane because someone broke it before him named yeah. Bert, who was like a loser or something. I don't Tower remember. was jumping across planes, so the teardrop would have been in different planes. That's true too. In this instance, this was not the case. This was not removed from Tofek, the dimension and the planes that surround it, but is rather 
in a different one where we have no reach. Uh, also, I, I'm just, I'm just noticing that, uh, Tiamat's not here. Is she, like, in support of this, or is she, uh, in support of the whole reset? And you see, so, Bahamut comes forward, and he speaks, Well, Tiamat is not in agreement. She's trading with Wrestler. She's trading with Wrestler. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> She, she's not in agreement with our methods in coming together. She's not a very mm, compromising goddess. I, however, have come in hopes that you would accept this quest. You came? <laughs> I will come. <laughs> uh, also, Mask, I don't know if this is a good time to tell you this, but in another life, I was worshipping a different god, and they offered me some cool stuff. Not that I'm going back to that god, but I I don't know how to say this politely, but uh, we're through. I want to float around my options. Uh, so you can leave. I'm sorry. It's kind of, I'm sorry <laughs> you got brought over here. Uh, I mean, he appeared to talk to him once, and he was... A whisper in my ear was weird. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of waved my hand at him. Thanks for coming, I guess. Uh, and mass leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he knows. He's down with it. Actually, I feel like I'm imposing, but... Um... I did worship this eldritch entity... In another life, <laughs> I'm interested what he has to add to the table. It's he, her, they. It was unclear to me. I think they are non-binary. I don't know. Don't know the gender. They're beyond my mortal comprehension. Can they come in? Uh, and you see, just like big half, just like, no, they can't. They're not Is part of the cool kids club. Hey, Bahamut, I got someone else you can add to the not-compromising list. Ooh. Uh, Bahamut kind of also looks at you and also repeats, Uh, no. We do not entertain eldritch entities of doom. This list just keeps going larger and larger. I've got to say, three people so far. <laughs> So anyways, uh, your quest, we want you to, uh, Agma is speaking now, to retrieve, uh, the gemstones and bring them back to this reality. How? <laughs> <laughs> well, this plane, this area in which you will have to retrieve them is one that you have been to before. Uh, it is where you originally were before you came to Tefek. Fucking called it. Is Jerry's Elegos. Uh, I whispered Elegos. Ask them about the bread boy. They can hear you. He watches. He doesn't listen. I can do both. I... Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. 
told you. I uh, was now sweating <laughs> a lot. <joy. laughs> we will not be bringing the bread also, boy uh, to before, this forum. Before we continue. Um, so they basically asked us to get the things and bring them back here into the real yes. place. So that it can be controlled again. Yes, for without the gemstones here, uh, this reality, unfortunately, will not last. Right. Yeah. Is that true for all realities, or just this one? Is it a cycle? Yeah. It, it is cyclical. Uh, Agma speaks again. When this world is created, it is created in the image, in the original image that Mistra had had for it, which is the current reality in which you live now. And all subsequent realities and dimensions and worlds that exist outside of this one, such as the world or dimension that you would come from the the other the other use that you currently now reside within you have came from and well if we are not here to usher in that cycle then what is to happen next is unknown It is at the mercy of whoever has the gemstones. Uh, why are there towers with Mistress Magic spread out over Tofek? The answer to that question is when Helm had slain Mistra, pieces of her are scattered into the world, pieces of the god. They contain links to the weave, and they are what brings it to this world. Such as Mistra had once done. The maintenance of that, of course, is kept in the heavens, but those items are left within the world as quests <clears throat> and ways for mortals such as yourselves to achieve that which is impossible. And they have always been used for such a purpose. So, Mistra's not, she's not in, like, Tofek when she's alive, right? She's in the other plane? Uh, she is currently, she would be residing with us, correct. So why is it a problem when she, her essence is removed from the material plane? She wasn't even in that plane when she was alive. You see what I'm saying? These two are connected. We are able to enact but divine power upon these realms which we are connected to. It also just seems like you guys aren't, like, I might want to pull the party here, but they're just scattering out these teardrops that if someone decides to collect them could spell the end of existence. That seems like a, a, a high-risk, low-reward situation. Well, yeah, I confer with the party. What does everyone think about that? It seems like a bad idea to lay a potentially apocalypse-causing series of teardrops I don't know I mean how would you do it I guess just keep the teardrops in like a lockbox or something you mean like a like like a tower of some sorts I mean no no tower I mean yeah you would you wouldn't keep them all in the same tower sure you'd like spread them out or something but why 
can they can't they just keep the teardrops in the ethereal plane with them? With Mistra, when she's alive, is in the ethereal plane, so her magics being there when she's alive is fine. She cannot exist within this domain. And that is why they scatter down to the material plane. Alright. Alright. Well, I mean, if it's to prevent us all from dying, I think that that's a fair uh, task for us to do. Go and gather the teardrops and bring them back. Yeah, we, we can, we can debate are... the efficacy of this method after we, the world is yeah. no longer in jeopardy. Agree. It is yeah. a bit more important to, uh, you know, uh, make sure that we all don't die. That is a... So you're saying they've been all gathered together at the same time and taken out of the plane? Or was it just the one teardrop that's missing? It is currently the other six. While they remained within okay. the wow. material plane, once Wilhelm's wish had been granted... There was a small frame of time in which they were transferred. You think we can uh, track down the other six using the one we have? I mean, I think we know where it is. Well, yeah, but I mean, just, you know, double-checking. Time is kind of a... You could uh, use it, but like Elagos has said, you know where it is. <clears throat> okay... And, like, are you gonna send, like, an army or something to help us? Nope. <laughs> Soul crushing silence. Wait, the fate of all existence depends on this, and you're not sending, like, big half your dwarves or your goblins or. Like. We seems... cannot intervene. But. Help, you, you've got an entire order at your disposal. I know, because I'm a part of it. Are you, are you really telling me that they can't be bothered? Uh, we we could definitely use some help fighting, uh, like you know, the person who who defeated us once already. Probably. He, he, yeah, this is intervening. You know, talking to us and getting us to do this is intervening. We have chosen that you are those to intervene. Beyond that, there is nothing else that we can do. I could send goblins and dwarves, but I do not believe that they would be sufficient. All right, send them. That will help us, I, I right? mean, a any amount of help is probably helpful. Yeah, you got, like, they the just... goblins, dwarves, the paladin order, fucking dragons. Bahamut! Hmm. Dragons. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm picturing the way you said that. I'm picturing, like, the fucking aliens meme. <laughs> I'm not saying it was dragons. <laughs> but it was dragons. <laughs> uh, so, so you've given us all the information and the support you can to the level that you are able to. Is that what we are understanding here? We will provide you with necessary forces. Seven goblins. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, so are we done talking? Or, uh, how, how, how does the end of this work? Do we just like... Hang around, eat some pizza while we continue to dream. You see Big Hef snaps and then you just all wake up. <laughs> so, yeah, so you guys have I've argued for a better stake in saving the world. I, I roll out of the bunk bed and said, Guys, I just had the craziest dream. You were all there. And we were talking to, like, gods. 
It's only him and Jander and the in the uh, Ander in the room. And right when he says that, <laughs> Ander sits up and throws up all over Breath Weaver. <laughs> and then you you hear like you hear a fucking knocking on the wall as Elgos is like, "It's three in the morning. We all had the dream. Shut the fuck up." I am trying to commune with a dark Eldritch god. Please. So um, uh, after getting thrown up on, I'm gonna clean up and then I'm gonna try to meditate to meet with uh, Tiamat. I wanna, I want right. her take on that. So you're going to, so you're meditating with Tiamat. I assume you're trying to contact an Eldritch entity, Owl. And, and is anyone else going to attempt to do anything? Yeah. I'm trying to talk to Agma. Uh, sure. So we'll go through this one at a time. So, Breathweaver, you're attempting to contact Tiamat. Uh, as you fall back asleep, you wake up in a familiar room with the uh, black and white tiles that you remember. But instead, uh, the tiles are completely black, and towards the end of the dark room, there is a dragon with multiple heads staring you down, and it asks you, What? <clears throat> so... Uh, the the other gods came to us and said, uh, it's all on our shoulders, but I noticed that you weren't there, and I was thinking, you have a different take on this whole thing, don't you? Uh, and you see Tiamat's eyes narrow at you, and Tiamat asks you, so what do you want to do? What? <laughs> Are you going to obey the gods? Well, I don't know, because, uh, while I understand the situation, um, I just, I'm reaching out to see what other options we have, really. You seem to have one that's an alternative to what they suggested, I don't know which is better, or if there's stuff that they aren't telling Uh, me. and you see Tiamat, Tiamat sort of smiles at you and is like, I didn't think that you were that... Smart. Uh, and... Uh, uh, I'm... You see... <laughs> okay. You see Tiamat, yeah, uh... Tiamat sort of, like, begins to coil their, like, necks around you, like their dragon heads. Uh, and she says, If you swear fealty to me, then all you must do is betray those who you ally with. Uh, but, but how does that help? <laughs> it doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. But you will survive. When you, you say allies, do you mean the people that I'm working the with? The people you the are gods? working with. But, like, I, I'm, I'm really confused, like, so the option is, Help bring the teardrops back, or not. Is that correct? Yes. But wouldn't the destruction... Oh, uh, words aren't... Oh, one moment. Just give me a second. The destruction of words. Coralie Herbert's role-playing in a nutshell. Just give me a second to phrase my sentence, Ben. <laughs> but wouldn't... But how would that help prevent the world weave from collapsing? <laughs> there is no 
is there... Yeah, how does that stop the and weave And Tiamat says to you, the weave collapses no matter what happens. If you are present when it does, and you have the gemstones, you call the shots. So typically Mr. calls the shots and then, uh, because they are typically her until Helm, Helm killed her. But now it's up in the air for whoever wants to can. Correct. Is that what you're saying? She snaps her fingers and you wake up. <laughs> uh, Owl, you want to contact an elder god? Like an eldritch god? Yeah. Right. His old one, I think. Okay. Your great old one was, unless I'm mistaken, the Kraken, correct? Eh. That was my... That's his great old one twice removed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It wasn't really a Kraken, so to speak. More more like a... Just like a Cthulhu-style creature. It wasn't just like an octopus swimming around. So... You, I will attempt to contact this um, eldritch deity, uh, this sort of dark, tentacle-like monster, uh, and <laughs> you enter this very, very deep sea-like domain, um, and you are able to breathe here, and underneath this sea this very very cold water uh which is frozen at the top there is a being here uh sheathed in darkness uh and it looks towards you and it seems curious as to why you are hey so you not sure how the whole god thing works you might not remember me because in an alternate reality i worshipped you and i was like your top guy uh but I'm in this reality now. Uh, I don't know if that carried over to you too. But I guess I just want to say, hey, um, the world's ending. The weave is completely disintegrating. Uh, I was tasked, I was a chosen, not to brag, to stop the world from ending. And I wanted to know if you could help me, you wanted to help me, uh, maybe... uh, Get that partnership up and running again or something? So you see it extends a tentacle to your forehead. And in doing so, it shows you at the edge of creation with all seven of the gemstones uh, that are needed in order to essentially fix, restart, or change reality. And it shows you upon the corpses of your comrades Wilhelm lies dead, Elagos lies dead uh, every, everyone else is dead in this instance and you passing them over to this eldritch entity at the end and it offers you that deal so I kill my allies then I give you the crystals that have the power to change reality as I see fit and then it also shows you great power that comes with that so it gives you like it shows you like the power that you would need to overtake your allies it's it's an exchange it's a deal that you get this power that would supplement you in killing everyone and then as the end of that contract being you provide it with the crystals Uh, no i get that i get that 
I am confused because the crystals, it seems like if I have the crystals, uh, I am the law of the land, so to speak. I, what I imagine goes, I can change reality as I see fit. That seems to be like a greater power than you are offering. I'm not sure what the benefit is of giving that up to you. Uh, so it ponders that for a moment. It's like, it's like, good point. You know, it, it's thinking about that. And then it shows you another image as it presses another tentacle to your head of what its reality. So there's like eight tentacles touching yeah, my forehead Yeah, there's right a bunch now. of them. Yeah, there's like a bunch of tentacles. Uh, so it shows you in the new reality that this eldritch being uh, is attempting to show you. And it's just in a completely dark, desolate place. And slumbering beneath the waves is itself and you alive and no longer no longer having any sort of free will it seems to be that that is its end goal uh it the destruction of everything that is this eldritch entity's goal uh it wants to no it wants to freeze everything over uh and create a stillness and that is i that is reach out my arm and slowly have it morph into a tentacle and touch its forehead and i show it a vision of me and the party receiving the gems, defeating the enemy, and using some of that power to create a plane of existence where this creature can completely freeze over everything uh, and have its own domain of death and desolation. And part of this vision is me being empowered by the creature to get these crystals and give it that reward. Real persuasion. Did you really just fucking know you to Cthulhu? Did. 27! Give me a second, as DM. It extends another tentacle to you, Raul, uh, and it shows you uh, that while, while you have created this separate dimension, it shows you that same vision that you had earlier when your other self came from the opposite from the other alternate reality of all those stars blinking out and it shows its dimension uh being destroyed and this main one being the only one remaining and then it being reset and it's kind of asking you how will you ensure that it doesn't get reset you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna reset it every single time you're going to become an immortal existence like Mistra that decides and chooses the weave. If I'm saving all of existence right now with me and my party, you can bet that I'm going to have some uh, leeway to decide who gets to exist ad infinitum and who doesn't. It... It's like Bart. It's like bartering with the AI in Civ Five. Just offer more luxury resources. <laughs> so then it. So then it would agree to your deal on the, on the insure like the the insurance that it will always exist at infinitum in that reality. That's its deal breaker. I touch my tentacle to his tentacle, and there's a flash of gold light, and no real reason. I just wanted to see what would happen. So you actually, that flash was actually like a static shock. Do you accept uh, no. it? So are you accepting <laughs> I accept that? the deal. All right. We will, we will get you your boons later. 
Uh, you've accepted the deal, and you, it's, it snaps with a tentacle, and you wake up. Uh, I so, wake up because Anders somehow stumbled into my room. And Ander is still sleepwalking, I guess, because he also wanted to speak to Agba. Uh, and... <laughs> and Ander, uh, you, you come into the mind space of this grand library. Uh, and... You see, Agma is sitting is sitting there uh, in their paper form in a in a chair, uh, and they seem to notice you. And they say, "Ah, Ander, um, do you have additional questions regarding your task?" Uh, yeah, Agma. Um, he's sleep you drunk. Sleep drunk. <laughs> he still has it in his Did dream he just somehow. Drink the gin before going to bed. <laughs> I think, um... He drinks it in his dream so that he can convince all so this better. this big bad guy. I think we're supposed to defeat him. Uh, I was looking up different magical things that he was doing, and I couldn't really figure it out. Hmm. Uh... Well, based on what we know of this anomaly we have here... Uh, is that they are using strong divination magic uh, to change the course of events. So what do you want to know about that? That seems self-explanatory. Uh, what did I think of that? You did. 30 minutes ago before he fell asleep. Morgan, you realize that you're Ander again, right? You're not Jander, the drunken... Fist monk or whatever. I feel like there wasn't much difference. <laughs> I don't remember Ander being this fucking turnt all the time. They carried over from Jander. Alcohol is it? Alcoholism is a disease, Plombo. Contagious disease. Scissor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I really have any questions. I'm, I'm probably gonna go now. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, and it's and Agma snaps, and then you wake back up as you're throwing up over Owl. 